0: Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Buchler.
1: And I'm Chris Heine.
0: And that's the only ones of us that are here today. <laughs> you said it like another person was going to show up. I don't up. think I did. Okay. Well, there's only three of us. And so <laughs> thank you guys for waiting a couple days to get your podcast fixed. Um, we have plenty of good stuff uh, happening these days, some of which is taking our extra free time, um, but for good reason, I think. Um, though we have been busy with crazy things, you are always welcome to visit. In fact, let us tell you about all the ways that you could do that. Um, Jenny will give you kind of the rundown of all the upcoming things where you can come and say hi as we furiously type away. (laughs) Yes,
2: so currently, if you guys didn't check out last week's podcast, we actually had Sam Bosma here for a three-day workshop um, along with the Iceland Residency Exhibition that's on the walls right now. So we had 14 artists that ventured with us last year through Southern Iceland and each artist has made a beautiful collection of landscapes, portraits, um, really beautiful drawings and paintings and illustrations the books and all sorts of really fun stuff. Um, So each person's collection is highlighted in the gallery right now along with the online shop. Um, so you can check out all the beautiful pieces and uh, sort of explore with us. You can get your fix of wonderlust for a minute. Um, you really since, can.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, besides just getting your like temporary fix, we actually have been getting a lot of great emails from people inquiring about the 2016 Iceland Residency Program. Um, we have a lot of information about the program up right now on the front page of the website. If you want to go click on it and look at all the great photos and get a sense of where we go and what we do, um, you are welcome. Um, to go and explore that place too. So the applications will open July 20th. Um, Anybody that is interested in heading out there with us, you're welcome to send me an email and I'll be sending an email blast out to everybody just to remind you when uh, applications open. So it'll be really fun. We're headed to Southern Iceland again. Um, We are looking for anybody from all over the world that is really interested in sharing their practice with other people, exploring, really kind of putting yourself out there into the like a variety of different elements, and just being with a lot of other creatives. And so it's a really exciting program for us, and we're excited to meet some new people and to get together with you guys out there. So,
2: yeah. So the Iceland show, just in case you want to stop by in person, um, it's up in the space through June 26th. Um, and then we have the next opening reception of Patches and Stitches, which comes on July 3rd. Uh, the opening is from 8 to 10, and we're actually going to start with the artist talk at 7 p.m. So get here early, get a seat. Um, Tegan White is a local illustrator, children's book illustrator, and maker of all sorts. And she'll be talking about her practice, both on like the children's side of things and her her more personal practice which involves really delicate and realistic drawings and things like that so she'll be walking through her work she is also one of the artists in the patches side of the exhibition um so you can see all the sweet sweet patches and beautiful (laughs) decadent uh illustration so you'll get to check out all the really cool pieces for the show and say hi to her too so
0: yeah definitely come by and say hi um so again just to make sure you guys um, are aware all the details and times for her artist lecture as well as the opening reception, and meet and greet directly following her talk are all going to be up on our Facebook page, too. So make sure you look at that, too, so that you can catch one or both. So, okay. I know we also, next week, have something that you're involved in, Chris.
1: We have another Light like Ray Game Night. woo Yep, Hooray. and I just posted it. The theme is, <laughs> um, I believe it's called Panic Level, and it's all about navigating through tricky, cooperational games where everything's on the line so we'll be playing things like pandemic the cure um dead of winter XCOM: the board game um you like that one i do like that one it's timed it's very stressful it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but it it um definitely pushes you to make decisions quickly and uh and because it's timed it can't last forever
0: that picture that you took is pretty intense i was afraid this will got a lot I'll of zombies the dead on of winter. it yeah there's too many zombies for my liking. Yeah, we played the K2 game, like, last time. It was super cool. That's my favorite game! I just screamed into this microphone. But that is my favorite! I was, I was telling somebody about how much I love... Oh, no, I told everybody about how much I love mountains. I was like, I'm not a surprise. But I like that so much, because you can play as an explorer with, with tight pants or with...
2: Wiggly pants. Wiggly
0: pants. And if that doesn't pull you in for game night, I have no idea what will. The wiggliest of pants. I need to also tell you that every time I play that, I think about um, in high school how I used to have those same wiggly pants.
2: <laughs> you had Z- Zubas? Is that what they're called? <laughs>
0: not Zubas. If I was a pro wrestler, I would have some Zubas. But instead, I was like a horrible, uh, uh, not even a real raver kid. Just, I just had big, horrible pants. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Aww. I think of that when I play K2. We should play it more so I can re- be reminded about how dumb my wardrobe choices were. It's true.
2: Yeah. So yes, game night's coming up. Yeah, game Thursday, night. Wear your pants. Wear Thursday, your zooals.
1: June 11th, yeah. 6.30 <laughs> yes. to question mark.
2: Yeah. Question mark. Infinity. Infinity. time, yes. Yeah. So we have one other thing that's really important that's coming up. Oh. Tee White is also doing a workshop.
0: Oh, of course she is. Of course she is. It's actually on the same exact weekend as the Patches and Stitches show. We have one ticket left. Just so you know. <laughs> So if you want it, <laughs> you can grab it. But, um, you know, as you guys know, we've been talking about all these visiting artist workshops. We totally love doing it. Um, every now and again, we have somebody drop by for two and a half days to share their practice, talk about what they do, kind of share their experiences, both professionally and also kind of intuitively. It's really pretty a neat. Is that even a word? Is that even a phrase? It's pretty really neat. <laughs> It's not just pretty a neat. It's like also super neat that... Um, They'll come and actually show their process of how they work. Tegan's going to show how she thinks about different projects, really mm-hmm. talk about like um, the things that drive her and why she does what she does. I mean, it's really neat to get inside somebody's head and see – why they're making the work that they're making and then see how it reflects in your own personal practice. Yeah. So, so
2: this workshop's going to be really special too. that Saturday. We are going to Lake Maria state park. So you guys can adventure with her adventure with other artists, get one-on-one feedback and critiques and talk about your practice and stuff like that. So it's very hands-on and exploratory.
0: It's really awesome. And so, um, part there, part here, right over the 4th of July weekend. So that's a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So much stuff, so much stuff. Yeah. You know what else was a lot of stuff? Over the last probably week or so in our personal lives, we have done, we've had to do a bunch of weird like house fixer-uppering. You know, (laughs) there's like a point where your house starts like, like turning into rubble and you have to figure out how to make it not rubble so you can still live in it. And ours has been rubble for, I don't even know how long now, forever, really actually we live in a pile of trash and so this last weekend my dad was fixing our front stoop and our front stoop has pulled away from our house there's like jules verne's journey to the center of the earth all the way (laughs) from like the front porch to the the pit of the earth where the dinosaurs roam and it's been like that for at least a week so what chris and i have to do is we get out of the car after a long day of doing whatever we're doing (laughs) And I'm we sprint, yeah, we sprint at top speed, carrying like all of our computers and our art supplies and all our stuff, and with my tiny legs and chris 's giant legs, <laughs> and we we flying kick leap into our new keypad on the front of our door, where our toes have to quickly press all the buttons and kick the door in. Because if we don't run and jump, we can't make it across this rubble heap that was our front stoop that it now has been smashed with a sledgehammer. <laughs> that's and so is,
2: ridiculous.
0: Is rock like rocks are like razor sharp. So I don't want to fall to my death, and that's what our last couple weeks have been like. So what states it in now?
1: Now it's got a stairway again. D- Does it a as of this morning? Yeah
0: oh man i'm i've yet to see it i hear it's floating on two small pedestals with like a two inch gap underneath that you could probably crawl under oh you know what i'm gonna do actually we talked about this when i get home i'm gonna prepare a time capsule oh yeah and i'm totally gonna slide it now it's got to be in a flat tupperware or it could be a a
2: tiny note in a plastic baggie
0: I for sure should do that. I should hide some gold pieces that I don't have in there. (laughs) I should hide a doubloon treasure underneath the stoop. So someday when somebody else has to do like a flying leap into that house (laughs) on top of a rubble, they'll be rewarded with a sparkling gem. I should put a gem in there. I have plenty of those. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. But what I was thinking about was I was like, man, who gets to find like these crazy hidden secret things? Like you know, when you do renovations ever, anytime, mm-hmm. like if you're dismantling something that you have or redoing something at home, or even if you're doing it with your artwork or whatever, there's there's times when you take something apart where you forgot or you never knew in the beginning mm-hmm. what was inside of it. And all of a sudden you have this chance to rework it in a way where it might be like, you know, when when they go to the museums and they're like, I think Rembrandt has a fancy painting on the back of this other good oh, painting. Yeah, yeah, You know, you wouldn't have known that unless it had been falling apart and crumbling. And they had to throw it in the x-ray machine. You wouldn't right. know if my stoop hadn't crumbled into a dust, you know. Um, Did you
2: guys find anything in your stoop?
0: Actually, you know what we found in there, Chris? Spiders. Spiders. <laughs> my cat went down there. That was not good. We had to get him out of there. Um, but there's all those, you know, those newspapers that people throw on your door? Yeah. And oh, you yeah. never read them. <laughs> there's a bunch of those in there. They're probably <laughs> like an archive from back to the days of old that I could probably read the Southwest Journal and uh be like oops i should read this when it came out so or whatever else or some dominoes flyers or something like that so from the old days that's crazy but that's not very interesting so i what i was wishing was down there was again a doubloon or two or three or actually for real a time capsule
2: yeah that would have been really nice
0: yeah i mean you dismantled your other series. yes
2: so you guys were building up and i was building down because our basement flood or it floods somehow. Um, so we took apart the entire staircase that went down to our basement. And okay, first I'm gonna have you guys guess. We also dug up the grave. So what do you think was in the grave? A doubloon. A doubloon. <laughs> <laughs> One. what do you think was in there, Chris?
1: A refrigerator. It um, was person.
2: No, it was <laughs> a pile of dirt. It was just a it pile was of dirt, so which we didn't dig that deep, so it could be six foot under. We it could still dig. be a body. Yes, yeah, it, so it could s- still be a body. We did not dig that deep, but we did dig did you up just our level stairs. It out?
0: You just dusted off the top. Yeah, part? I actually planted
2: oh. trees there.
0: Okay. So, well, no one will yeah, ever know no now. So they ever ghost know. trees.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's what they say when you kill somebody, you should put a tree over them. And then that's
0: it. what happens when I watch those uh, FBI, like, 90s shows where you're like, they're like, there's a tree on So know. if
2: there is a dead body there and somebody finds it years from now, they're like, they the put roots. a tree over there so that nobody would ever find it. No or will it'll pull
1: it. the skull up and then the skull will grow embedded into the bark and then they'll be like, there's a face in the tree, but it's really a skull.
2: Is <laughs> a well, <the> thing that <laughs> that's happens? That's how that happens?
1: No. Uh, it does not but (laughs) (laughs) in the movie how high um (laughs) method man sprinkled his dead friend's ashes onto a plant and then they smoked it and then um the ghost gave them answers to the uh the sats
0: that's good we should make sure maybe
1: that will happen if you get apples or something you'll like eat the apple and then all of a sudden you'll Everyone should watch how high if you haven't.
2: Well, okay. So in the sad grave, it was just dirt as far as I know. But we took all the stairs away and guess what was there? A grave. Fine china. China and glassware and dishes and bottles. So either a person was a drunk or a hoarder or it was a uh, garbage dump. Wait, what? Yeah. There was actually stuff in yours? Yes. And not just newspapers? No, it it was real. It was like the entire hillside was glass bottles and jars i have an entire trash bag full of glass bottles are they cool um some are like i mean it's pretty old they're probably from like the 40s or 50s <gasps> or something but some Give of them are me broken your they're a trash pile. So, they are so dirty and i'm sure whoever lived there was like done with this one and would just throw it out the window and then one day they just poured cement over the top or it was a real live dump so that's probably where my how does that make you feel? <laughs> in some
0: ways, it's a sweet treasure. And then other ways, it's a dump.
2: It's a dump. I feel like now that everything's been moved around, there's so much glass floating around in her backyard that I feel really weird about it. Don't go
0: out there in no shoes,
2: it, which I used to all the time. So well, now I feel weird. I feel like when
0: you own a dog, you shouldn't do that anyway. No.
2: Also, the shocking part, and I guess not also the shocking part is now uh, that this has been exposed. I keep thinking about what else is in there. Or what else could be in there. And See, like, I've been living here now for two years and I had no idea we were sitting on top of this china bed. That's awesome. I used to have That's a crazy.
1: room in our basement in our house growing up. It was called the Frog Room. Ew. And what it was that? a room that had like a door that was made out of like canvas, but it, <sighs> right. you know, hung from like a wooden frame, but it was so ancient and shredded. It looked like it was from a pirate ship. <laughs> the
0: canvas piece?
1: <laughs> and in this room... It was just so bad when we got it that my parents like sealed it off or it already was sealed off and they just looked in it once and never opened that door again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was tons of things in there but no one ever went inside. And That's we call amazing. it the frog room I think because I think either we one time heard or saw a frog living in there or we just assumed <laughs> frogs <laughs> lived in there. Um,
2: no one knows. That's so you how it's made got its whole story around it
1: yeah but it but then eventually we ended up using that basement we put a pool table down there and stuff and then there was like this room that
0: you forgot about time forgot about it time forgot about it. it. you know that's what happens with that the china in your backyard and that's what happens with the frog room is that somebody like me well maybe not the basement one because that creeps me out but somebody like me will stumble upon some weird stash of something and i'll be like oh my god this is a treasure. And well, that would you be. over and a through room. all these glass bottles. I probably will though. I mean, that's what I do every single night on eBay. I flip through this thing know, and I'm real, like, "Ooh, treasures, treasures!" Sifting
1: through everyone else's garbage. But there's jennies. so many
0: beautiful, wonderful things, especially if it's from the 40s. But, but for real though, like, we've got a room in our basement that's like that.
1: I know. I was just thinking we actually have a frog we room in our have, basement too.
0: Well, there, yeah, there's no frogs in it, but it's a creepy room that's underneath that pit. That I was saying. That's scary. When I say pit, I mean where our (laughs) stairs were. (laughs) And it probably would have fallen in there and never come out because from the basement. So, okay. So in Minnesota, most people have basements. And most people's basements are nasty, concrete, like spidery, super creepy, creepy things.
1: And Jenny lives in hers.
0: Yeah, well, Jenny lives in her (laughs) creepy, spidery basement. (laughs) I talked to one of my students and she's got one of those basements that have huge... Centipedes.
2: That's the worst thing. I've ever I did. feel like that's
0: what happens in basements. Is that that's where they they breed, and then they get bigger, and then they take over all your stuff. And then we do have one of those rooms that I did barricade up ten years ago when we bought that house. Has it been ten years? Has it been ten years. Seven it, years. It's
1: been it's been about ten years. I
0: should have put a time capsule in it then. You barricaded a room? Yeah, because it's creepy. It's so creepy.
2: That's scary. That it gives me
0: the weird vibes, like. Like, something weird happened in there or something. Wait, didn't your
2: neighbor say something about, like, a vortex in your basement? Yeah,
0: did I tell you guys that? I think, I feel like I told, maybe I told the podcast this, I can't remember, but I was saying, like, when we first moved into our house, um, it used to be a rental property, and it was only a rental property for maybe three years or something like that. Before that, it used to be vacant, and for who knows how long. So, both my neighbor's house and my house used to be 100% vacant, and... Right then, like, nobody knows what the history was before then. And when we came up and we were touring it and we were looking at it, um, it was right at the top of the, I don't know, housing situation where people were charging you way more than they should for houses that really should be way less. So it was kind of a crusty place. And we were like, it's got potential. And then we went in and came out and we were looking at it and we're like, maybe, maybe. And eventually when we bought it we got a knock on our door from our neighbor and she goes oh i'm so happy somebody's here to to um actually love this house it's needed love for so long oh by the way you guys had a vortex in your basement <laughs> but i buried it in a stone in your backyard totally taken care of and then i was like thank you and then
1: and I was like, "Why'd you do that? That's like the start of a sweet D anD D campaign." Yeah, or yeah, or, and but it's a vortex. I guess the, now the start is we have to go find that stone.
2: Yeah, I don't want to find bunch it. Of stones? I don't know. Do you think there's a vortex? Maybe it's the first one. There's a bunch of stones and I
1: guess there's only one that is evil and is well, always you know? glowing black smoke around it.
0: No, that's <laughs> not true. There's no black smoke. <laughs> you're like, I wonder which one is. Well, you're the supposed one. to like I'm not going to go digging around in the backyard to find it first of all because I could be electrocuted or hit a gas pipe or yeah. something horrible and explode and unleash the vortex and my <laughs> early demise. Or who knows what. That Super weirds me out. But that room is so creepy that I should have put something in there. Not only so that whoever in the future could go look at it would find the vortex, but also (laughs) find my time capsule. So, okay. So this leads me to my big question for you guys. We were thinking about all this stuff and thinking about like, what would you possibly leave behind? Would you leave your dishes behind? Would you leave like a note in a plastic bag behind? Like if you had to pick one thing and seal it away forever, I feel like most of us would put something that is pretty telling of either ourselves or our story or something. You know, mm-hmm. in, in middle school, when they make you write a letter to your old self and they give it to you and then it says something like, I hope you still like tacos, the end and then you're like, mm-hmm. that's good. Like, whose was that? Whose letter was that? I
1: think that might have been mine, actually.
0: (laughs) I was like, whose taco letter was that? I don't know. I feel like that's fine, but but you kind of always wish it, like, baby you had some insight into, like, you know, you're like, remember that thing? But of course, you'd have to be like aware enough to be eloquent to put something in there that you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know? But. It's even better when you find something that somebody else so, put there.
2: So we did put a time capsule on our stairs. When you we did? Were, we did. We I didn't think about it a ton because it was sort of. Did you like, put
0: plates and random? No, did you just I grab put paperwork? all the
2: glass right back in the staircase. <laughs> like, no, we uh, we were in the middle of working and working super hard and fast, and so it wasn't like we had a lot of time to think about it. But I did grab a plastic bottle, and put some photographs and a note in there and a Lego was added a Star Wars Lego inside of there. So we put it in there and sealed it up and fixed it and like finished the stairs and stuff. Um, but one of our friends was talking about it and said that a time capsule is supposed to have a, an open date where you're supposed to open it. So you're supposed to usually write to like 2015 or 2020 or whatever, when you want it to be opened. So it's not a time capsule. It is a
0: treasure message in a bottle
2: message in a bottle it's a treasure it's a mysterious memento a memento, a memento. <laughs> it is a who something. said it's not a time capsule um i don't know Her they friend. looked up like the history of time capsules and the definition yeah Tuesday but reveals couldn't, reveals couldn't, to buy.
1: Time, couldn't a time capsule you might not know when it would be revealed for instance if you left a time capsule that was supposed to be after the nuclear apocalypse so, hmm. you know, 30,000 years from now when the nuclear winter has passed over or whatever, that's when the time capsule is for. It's not, you can't set a date on that though.
0: You know what's going to survive? The so your time apocalypse. capsule is
1: set for whenever your stairs finally decay and they have to tear them down.
0: Yes. They're going to find my, my 1 million year stash of my mom's dehydrated like lentils downstairs <laughs> in our basement and then they can survive off that. They're just
1: going to pop it open and They'll start be like, oh my God,
0: it it. this is gold. <laughs> I can't believe all these lentils are here. Oh, everything else is contaminated except for these. <laughs> And she'll be so proud from wherever she is. It'll be so good. Yeah. That's, I, uh, basically, our entire basement is a time capsule. Mm-hmm. I put things down there and then never dig them back up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to the point where it, when somebody comes over, and I'm like, oh crap, got to clean. I grab every single thing I possibly can, put it in a receptacle of some sort, <laughs> and pile it on the things that are in our basement. So there's treasures, there's real treasures. And then there's other things. I know I, what
1: you'd put in a time capsule. What? your pirate's chest full of McDonald's toys.
2: <laughs> you have to have a big time capsule.
1: It is a, that one is a time capsule.
2: You should put it in my grave. In,
0: <laughs> in your personal grave? I'll be like, here lies Jenny. Here's my hunchback from Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> time capsule here's all of the treasures i had from i think like when i used to work at mcdonald's as a 13 year old they closed at mcdonald's i think i told you that because the the manager was dealing one million drugs out of like the, the situation it's very very confusing so times so <sighs> think about that for a while so yes yeah. yeah, so i'll put my mcdonald's toys in there the other thing that i have that i think is actually really cool maybe on a future podcast i'll bring this out because i think this is kind of fun so um you know, when you open your old sketchbooks, that's kind of like a time capsule and you're flipping through them and you read some of the notes that you wrote. I used to put every single clipping, any notes somebody gave me, any like thoughts I was having. I mean, you kind of do this, Jenny. Don't you have notes all over your sketchbook?
2: Yeah. I mean, my whole thing is notes. The, the So it is, is notes. Like, I have like six notebooks going at the same time and all of them are... Do you keep them or do you toss them? Um, I keep sketchbooks and I didn't until recently um, I told, I was telling you, I used to have a lot of like childhood notes when it was, you like pass notes in class. And yeah. Stuff. I used to have those and now I don't know where they're at. I think when I moved out of my parents' house, I cleaned lots of stuff out.
0: Were you like, I don't care about this phase of my life. And then you just burn it. Yeah. Them? I
2: don't know. I, I think like now I have a very different perception of keeping things and what's valuable and what's not.
0: Yeah. Didn't you find an article on that? And you you patted me on the back and you said, Here's your saving grace, like the New York Times has decided that hoarding is okay and I said, Woohoo. Wow, and then I went back to eBay. It didn't
1: exactly say that, but <laughs> oh. it was
0: I was like, Thank all God, somebody good. understands me. Yeah. It was well,
1: in defense of collections and not like kind of this ideal of Spartan life, kind of the one hundred oh, pieces oh, projects and things like spork that. For one sport project, yeah. yeah. Um and it was basically um, I think it was called like "Let's Celebrate the Art of Clutter" or something like that, and it's basically just kind of talking about how
0: that's my knowing glance. There's <laughs> there's entire
1: industries devoted to helping people get rid of their clutter, like and organize you know, your and life. But there's yeah. no reason that you should have to. I mean, if I mean, if it's out of control, obviously, then it's out of control. If you like
2: your diapers behind the couch,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: We shouldn't laugh. That's a um, serious. Serious problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there is a yeah, We, we, to we have definitely need things. Um, yes.
2: Well, it was saying, like, in the article, I read it too. It was saying that, um, like, they they pin out organization to be, like, this difficult, horrible task that you need, like, buckets and boxes and whatever to like manage all your materials and stuff, which just like causes you to buy more things to store your things. So like you need this shelf to store your one rock on. So it's just like more and more things. Um, But I actually, I was thinking of a couple things. Sebastian, one of the, um, I don't know. Visiting artists. Visiting visiting artists at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. He's here this last semester. Um, He was in here and he's originally from Germany. And he was just talking about an entire library that is people's diaries. And I was thinking about a massive collection, like an individual diary is probably not that valuable, but seeing all of them back to back, you can get an idea of an entire entire era of people.
0: That's the kind of thing I love. I feel like it's, and actually, I'm like looking around the room and it totally makes sense why we do what we do, but I feel like in a collection sense or in like a, like when you see things back to back, you get a greater appreciation for it as a whole and the unique aspects of each one so he also mentioned there was a what is it a house music flyer library somewhere uh-huh. it's just like pieces of paper that people have picked up off the street or windowsills or whatever and also archived those yeah that is amazing it that is. is the best think, thing ever. Yeah, like
2: individually, they're all just trash. But when you see them as a whole, it You're gives like, you like insight to a people.
0: Yes. Yeah. And and that kind of stuff, I actually, I was talking to my dad about that. I was inspired by what he said because, of course, you know, I've got my weird collections and stuff. The, the thing I like about that is that somebody has formalized it into a, like, a destination. Mm-hmm. You can experience this flyer collection of, like, house flyers, you know, or like, like, or industrial music or whatever it was, you know, Mm -hmm. or you can go and read all these people's diaries. And that is what you're doing. You know, when you visit, uh, whatever museum you visit this or that, you know, kind of like they have the Swedish museum down the street, which is amazing. It's basically just somebody who has preserved a house in its existing state. And because of so much time passing now, you now look at it and you're like, wow, you know, this is really incredible, you know? So, I mean, I, i would love to instead of just having boxes and boxes of weird stuff by the way actually you know what i do have let me describe to you my boxes of boxes because it's really not all trash it's it's special special things special to my heart but also special life things okay so you guys all know about my giant science fiction book collection that's Mm -hmm. a new collection (laughs) new collection as of two years ago but i have like so ridiculous amounts of them like a thousand books or something stupid they're really cool and all, all my collections are related. I also have my vintage greeting cards, all from mm-hmm. the 50s and some, some are a little bit earlier through the 70s. 70s art's weird. But um, those are awesome. I have like thousands of those. And I wish people could look at them because they're incredible. Mm-hmm. I have wrapping paper collection. Now you can see it for real fire hazard. Yeah. Like ancient no, all paper. All of
2: these are, yeah, old papers.
0: But you know what they all are? Is they are all, and I've got a new one now that Chris is seeing the aftermath of this. I'm now collecting old um, scientific books from the late 1800s. They are
2: so specific.
0: They are. But you know what they all are is they're all old artwork. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. And it's exactly the same thing we were talking about, reading everybody's diary and seeing the mm-hmm. same things happening, but from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like, when I look at some of those greeting cards and I see the same themes but done differently like we talk about like defining an era with the type of work that you're doing or like the expectations of like that particular like format it's amazing when you do look at all of them at the same time like yeah you can walk into like a Walgreens and take a look at all the greeting cards right now and you'll probably like want to barf or there's like a select couple where you're like that's really funny or that artwork is really good or you know whatever like They're good ones and they're bad ones, but it's the same thing when you look backwards time capsule wise and you open up my giant bucket full of like, you know, like old greeting cards and you can experience this like discovery Mm -hmm. of something that was done a long time ago, you know, like.
2: Well, it's a good thing somebody collects them. I feel like they, it is good. They open up your house one day and they're like, look at all this magnificent treasures. We'll send these off to the museums.
0: I hope they do. And I hope they aren't just like, what is this? And then they <sighs> just burn it to the ground. Like, I feel well, like.
1: Well, I think it's probably up to you or up to your. My I descendants. Me, or how you me.
0: present it. When I die, all my cats will be like, is you is need to, to put these on eBay. and then f- <laughs> I'll be like, uh-oh. <laughs> I hope they realize the sweet sweet value. What were you going to say, Chris? Oh, you're going to outlive me. Is to me. find the, okay.
1: the place that would appreciate appreciates them. them and would yeah, archive them and actually take the the time and energy and resources. Yeah, and if it doesn't exist then people make them all the time. So
0: See, wasn't there a guy who had um, was it like he had the world's largest record collection? And he and he was talking about not being able to sustain this giant trailer full of stuff that he had because mm-hmm. he couldn't pay for to rent the space or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm butchering this story, but the the thing was like I think back in the early 2000s this was happening, and then he just missed the window. He had to sell a bunch of them off or whatever. But he just missed the window where there was a giant vinyl revival or something and all of a sudden just 10 years later all of a sudden people were redoing people cared yeah people cared and yeah. they were making more vinyl and then all of a sudden they were looking for these things that he had you know i think dismantling collections sometimes is like i mean you have to do it don't we have a friend um Evan Palmer who had gone to his childhood home and found all of his original like in the packaging star wars toys and you can imagine like having a whole set of those and somebody somewhere is like, oh, my God, it's a mother load. And then yeah. for him, I'm sure he had to just like pick them apart and sell the ones that somebody wanted. And then the other ones that they have a million of or something like yeah. that. nobody well, wants. I mean, but
2: like Travis, uh, my brother-in-law also has all the original Star Wars in the packages. And he always jokes that that's his retirement plan. He does as like, of oh, now so that he met altogether. Evan
1: Palmer. And then he's like... oh
0: rival. He's going to have to do the eBay bidding are. war.
2: Yeah, no, they probably will. But he has all of them and they are all preserved and in buckets. And he's like, I'm going to sell these one day and live off of this money. When you know? They're valuable, which is something to say. Like, that's what I was saying. It's a good thing that you collect them because I don't want any collections. I want like... I live in the now to the core. That's really
0: interesting. Well, you know what I do like? I like opening. This is another piece of in my basement. And you should tell me whether or not you would think this was interesting.
2: Do you say another pizza?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any pizza in my basement. (laughs) I have no pizza down there. No consumables. Only McDonald's toys. So I have a I do have a box of notes from middle school me to middle Mm -hmm. school my friends. Uh And I haven't opened them in a long time. I also have a box of stamps that were my brother's collection from the 70s. I don't know why I have this, you know. Mm -hmm. But the best one, I think, is I have from 7th grade, which was I think, like 1990. I don't even remember. 1990? 1992? I don't know. I'm old. So I have that year chronicled every single letter, like eight-page letters, 12 page letters from my pen pal who was going through like understanding who she was like trying to define like her entire adolescence and early like adulthood like her whole diary in like painfully specific detail all her thoughts all of her emotions like she would pour her heart out I have all these photos I mean I I have probably the best documentation of her life sitting in a suitcase from Gadzooks that it has a velvet covering that is probably covered in spiders downstairs in my basement.
2: Wow. But have if you, you d- decide to like keep something like that, they're gonna things... pull it around with you forever.
0: Well I feel like there's some things you have like a sentimental attachment to where you realize like even though it wasn't it's it's partially my life Living like living her life through her letters, reading all of her letters, like discovering who she was, and watching her go through these things and refer back to stuff, I mean, even though I saw her maybe twice in my whole life, we had such an intimate like relationship over letter writing, mm-hmm. and you can see when people unearth like all of this the vintage ephemera and you read somebody's diary that you don't even know, you get to know them on like a very deep level, like I remember reading these and realizing later like in college as i'm toting this giant suitcase full of stuff around i mean it's a big deal it's like you know 15 pounds of letters or something like that um i don't know maybe someday i'll give it back to her maybe someday it'll mean more to her than it would be if i just carried it around i'm sure unless it gets eaten by bugs or something horrible happens to her it gets wet or something like that in my nasty basement like can you imagine if somebody gave you an entire like like unless you kept your own diaries which some people might but yeah you know the cool thing about writing letters is you write it down you send it out like if you had siblings or if you had parents that looked through your stuff or if you just were worried somebody was gonna like read your life essence in a book a lot of us didn't have like really deep diaries some people did but if you can imagine somebody sending you that back and then redigesting your own life through the eyes of of somebody from 7th grade to, you know, end of high school. Like that's a really important time in somebody's life. Yeah i am not sure that i remember most of the things that i went through both good and bad i feel like there are highlights of like high school that i i know what i did and so, i know who i was but i don't remember the day-to-day You know yeah, what i mean so since you were a pen pal she must have a suitcase of all your stuff right if unless she torched it. The oh. <laughs> person who took it just kidding i don't know she might i mean this is funny because i i'm i'm friends with her on facebook mm-hmm. i don't talk to her on facebook there was a point in college or after college even when I I'd write her letters and it just petered off. I she mean She came I, and
1: visited one time, wasn't was that Yeah,
0: her? yeah, she did. And I've I visited her a couple times. We live across the country, you know. Um but can you imagine what that well, would be like?
1: I can imagine it because it actually happened to me last summer. Oh my, my parents well, not exactly this, but my parents were looking to get rid of everything and they said, All right. You guys can take back all this crap we have of yours. And if you don't, it's garbage. So I just spent the weekend or whatever. I went down to Madison and I spent the weekend digging through everything. And my parents are the type of people who keep, you know, all your schoolwork, all your drawings, all your whatever. And they just kind of file it away. And it was all, it's all filed, like labeled with what year it happened, whatever they happened. Yeah. It was painful. I mean, I looked at some of it, and it was funny. And the older you get, the less funny it gets. And then eventually, I was like, I don't want to look at it anymore because I just hated high school and didn't even want to like go back to that space. So I was just like, I'm not going to look anymore. So oh, I see. I oh, can't that's remember the sad if I. I think I might have just put it in the basement. I can't remember if oh, I,
0: back in the pile of things. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, no, re- I can't even
1: remember if I kept so, like f- some things, like old sketchbooks from like literally first and second grade.
0: I feel like that's the kind of stuff, though.
1: But I might have thrown the rest away or I might have kept it all. I don't remember. Huh. And there's more that my brother has at his house and he's like, you got to take this. Like, so. <laughs> He
0: doesn't want your pile of like time capsules?
1: No. And I don't think I want it either. But um, Really?
0: Why don't you want it? Because it was a sad time? Because it I was just, weird. I mean,
1: how much time can you look, pour over stuff you did a long time you know ago? I mean?
0: yeah. No, but okay. So here's... Let me tell you this. Who's going to
1: want to look at it? You? you know, You're the only other person in the entire world who's going to want to look at it. I want to look at and it. And you weren't there to look at it. So you missed your chance.
0: Mm, let me think about that for a while. <laughs> so, the, you know, what I, do, what I do want is I, I almost... I oh man, i was sitting at home. I it's should like, scan
1: it all, upload it to Google Drive, and, and then, then some, everyone and then it can will get exist it forever.
0: And then all the all the people that are listening can be like, wow.
1: And then Google Christmas will take it, just and like mine. catalog it all for me. They and probably then, will. And then I can just type it in and be like, second grade teacher letter yeah, from
0: <laughs> You're a second grade teacher. I don't yeah. either. That's well, I,
1: I had letters and stuff from the teachers describing me that oh. they got during like parent-teacher conferences or whatever stuff like that. I was shy.
0: <laughs> that was it. Chris is a, shy. I was shy, pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I, my dad has a small box of things from his high school that he does not care about. He was going to throw it away, and I had to beg him to keep it for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I said, I cannot bring this back to me on the plane, you know, because I had gone to visit um, before they moved up here. And it was awesome, it was all of these articles of like you know, like when he used to wrestle, like some stuff from like, I don't know, just, just things you would never, you never know. Yeah, that's, It's not my life, but it's, it's somebody who I care about. And when you look at that stuff, you're like, wow, this is a whole new side of you that I have no idea. So of course, yes, I would totally look through all your stuff. I'm sure if that was even something you would let me do, but you know basement. what I mean? <laughs> so I, I, I kind of think that's a little bit more interesting. It's kind of like when you grab somebody's sketchbook, Mm -hmm. And they're allowing you to look through it and you see things, you see the content that they're making and you know that that's more than them just practicing. Mm -hmm. You know what they're thinking about. You can tell when people are really confident, when they're not, when they're feeling things out, when they're nervous. I mean, you can see stuff in all of these things, but I think it takes I mean, you can see it yourself. Like, if I look back at my old sketchbooks, I'd be like, gross. Like, everything I draw is horrible. And then, but if you look at somebody else's, you're like, that's the point when everything changed. Yeah. You know, you have this, like, perception where that's, like, that point in time was when this person started this, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, I was actually thinking about that. My dad also, it was maybe 10 years ago or so, he was like, I'm getting rid of all this stuff. Does anyone want anything? And he had clippings from... Like, he used to be a gymnast and did, like, rings or something, and so he had all these clippings from, like, being in the newspaper and whatever else, and he was, like, getting rid of all of this, but says something that he kept it for, like, 30 years or something, maybe more. He kept all those clippings of newspaper, which are now, like, I don't know, corroded and whatever else, and they're falling apart, but... He had them in a bag somewhere and he was carting them around from all the houses that they moved in, you know, and he had a bunch of photos and he's just like, I'm done with this. And I was like, what point do you like? You've carried it along for so long. It's kind of like your suitcase. You've had it now forever. Yeah. So at what point are you like, now I'm done?
1: I think for a lot of people, it's just like there's a point where they kind of mean to throw it away, but they're not quite ready. And then eventually they hit that point.
0: I don't know if any, but I don't know if everybody throws stuff away, though. I feel like there's a there's some people that do yeah but you know a lot of people pass it on to their kids you know well, or something maybe
1: it depends on your prospects for having kids then, well that's yes, what i mean but, um, and that's
0: the other part to it if you've got them like you might me, pass them on to your kids yeah. i am but, not
1: into collecting like retro video games or whatever that much
0: <laughs> wait a second
1: i'm not i mean i don't have anything beyond the playstation 3 now yeah um, but I keep them and then I'm like, here's my collection of Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 games. But then I'm like, the longer it goes by, the less likely I'm going to have to play it. So I keep culling it and being like, eh, these are, these are actually collection? not as special as I thought they were. And I'll take them out and then I'll give them to people we work with or people mm-hmm. I know. And then I'll do that every, just every time you're just, you realize like, maybe I should throw some of this stuff away. And then you like go through and pick out a few more. So that stack that was 60 tall is now you know 15 tall and maybe it'll stay at that 15 but there could be a day like the playstation 2 or like whatever like the any console i had all the way back to the genesis or whatever
0: you're like francesca
1: eventually yeah i'm just like like, (laughs) you know what and it's whoever's around me it's francesca or jared or we just wanted to know that it goes to the mcat free shelf it's funny how many people have asked me for n64 lately and i'm like i just put one on the mcat free shelf like a year ago, and now, like seven people have asked me in the last month if well I that's what I'm saying
0: before. that's like that kind of thing where you like your trash pile that was underneath your stairs. It goes by long enough and somebody's going to find value in it because it's either nostalgic or you just can't you get it anymore. You
2: will find value in it. I think it's gross and weird that Other they...
0: people, though, will... will... <laughs> what if
2: it's a real live dump? What if there's like <laughs> festering
0: bodies and bottles where? and Where? What is this? Underneath their right? house. Underneath their stairs. Okay. If there's festering bodies underneath their house... That's where the radon comes I think, from. <laughs> yeah. The radon there's is like all a the decomposing.
1: superhero down there and he's dead.
0: Just flying around. Oh, so oh, dead? Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, that changes everything. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I like this. I, I like the concept of it. I like, I am going to put something, slide something under there, put it in like a plastic bag. Cause we all know that that yeah. will never biodegrade ever. Yeah. So that'll be my legacy is a piece of trash underneath another <laughs> piece of trash. But I will probably put that in there because just in case, you know.
2: So I have a question. Yeah. Are your parents just as big
0: of collectors as you are? Um, this is hard. Well, let me, let me tell you what has happened. They have moved. When you move, you go through some stuff. And I think there is a point where you have to decide, again, are you going to haul this stuff with you? Does it have Mm -hmm. that much of a value Mm -hmm. to you? Or do you decide to try and find a different home for it? The hard thing is if you downsize, like they, they went from having a um, bigger house to having a really awesome condo but you can't fit this. I mean, there's not as many rooms in it. There's just too many beds. (laughs) What do you do with a really good bed? What do you do with a really good couch or something like that? You, you're like, well, I'm not gonna put this in the dump because that's just wasteful, Mm -hmm. you know, but there becomes this culling of stuff, just like you said. And so I think a lot of it they'd love to keep. I think they'd love to pass it to one of us. That's like what I was saying before. You like try and find a good use for something, but, um, I don't know. You just, what do you do if i don't have any room in my house Uh, obviously there's so much stuff in there already but um but you you just then you're like well this is too good to give to the dump this is too good to throw away and that's when you get a storage unit (laughs) keep it all forever i don't know know that's
2: kind of a time capsule i think
0: yeah then you get storage wars and then people bid on your weird stuff like (laughs) your like deer antlers or whatever else is in there well but yeah i mean i think i think they care about some stuff i think they care i think there are some important things my mom has saved some stuff from my childhood that she she has kept for a very long time yeah Um, photos this last year she's just given to us actually i think your mom did that too you know old photos things like that where they just like oh you You'd Probably like to reminisce on these things,
2: yeah, but I don't I was know just curious, like everyone in my family is the same sort of like not collectors, there's not a lot of sentimental value, you just sort of like have it, and then you let it go. what happens but if
0: one of your like descendants wants to know about you and there's nothing left,
2: there will be nothing left, I don't know, you know, I'll but, tell you this,
0: and oh, I'm sorry to keep interrupting okay. you, <laughs> but before you before we leave this conversation, I will tell you, um I do not know. Any of my, and this is because of, you know, just we lost a family member Mm -hmm. way before I was born and way when my mom was young and we know nothing about that side of my family. There is nothing I have to go backwards, which probably says a lot about why I keep a lot of these things too. But there's no history. There's no people. There's no stories. There's no great, great grandma. There's There's nobody. There's nobody on that side.
1: You yes. know what I mean? I said there's no names.
0: No names. That's nothing crazy. to go off of. When you don't have a history in a certain place, I think you look to other stuff to try and piece together what you, you know, your thing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's really interesting. So one of my grandmas was a genealogist. So she knows a lot about all that She should try and history. find mine for she me. Should. She should. Yes, yeah, she really should. So that was one of my grandmas. And then the other side was a super hoarder who would have, like, coffee tables stacked on top of coffee tables with, like, full sets of dishes between each set of everything. Like, you, you couldn't go in her house at all. And when she passed away, I was really little. And so all I have is, like, costume jewelry and other random stuff that I thought was fun for, like, dress-up back then. But um, now looking back, I wish I would have collected some of those things. I'm sure they're from, like, the 20s and the 30s and stuff like that. Um, where she's just, like, amassed a huge collection. But they have pictures of her house in probably the 80s or so, and it was totally clean and normal. So just in the last, like, 20 years of her life, she collected tons of stuff and piled them together. And I don't know where what she intended on doing with them or why. She decided that they were all valuable all at once. Um, but I, it's interesting. I, don't, I was wondering if it was, like, a family environment thing where you're, like, My parents did it and now I'm going to collect these things because the value of this is important.
0: I think a lot of people have a concept of what they're going to do with it. I'm also talking about my personal collecting tendencies, but Mm -hmm. also I think a lot of people have intentions like your art supplies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have pastels I will never use, but I remember A how much it costs to buy them. Yeah. And B, how much artwork I could make if I really wanted to use some pastels. But you think about it, you're like, of all the pieces of materials I have, this would be on the way bottom of this. But you kind of like, you think about the potential of that object and the value somehow, some value yeah, to it. Right. And that's like probably why people keep it. You know, you see something at a, at a place, you're like, oh, I know somebody who would love that. And you either don't get around to giving it to them mm-hmm. or... You buy it because you think you're going to do it with the time you don't have someday. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Do you With all your games, do you ever feel that way? Too many games to play?
1: I don't feel like, like I'm not going to play them. And I track that I play them and things like that. So
0: It's kind of like when you got like this one weird sweater and you've had it for like five years and you're like, I never wear that. Why is it in my closet?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I look through it. I look through my collection because I have a list of it or whatever too. And I look through it every now and then and just see if there's anything I can get rid of.
0: What about your old artwork?
1: I don't really want that.
0: Is that because you don't I I want some of it. I mean, you know that's a funny thing your your family sometimes or a, a persons family or friends from high school or somebody like likes the weirdest stuff that you've made and they're like this is the best one. You're like no, no. That is not the best one, but they yeah. they you know may like some of it. But what do you you just don't want it? You just don't want that you old stuff. Put what about the your sketchbook?
2: And then yeah. someone I mean, will be like, something this beautiful put in, treasure. I mean, that and then be like, you "Look at the, the time, time cap, back so. then. There was a cat being pierced by arrows, and that is what happened in the 2000s." <laughs> you you don't keep your art? You well, I mean, I do
1: everything, do. everything is digital now, so it's kind yeah. of kept. But I have lost all my art twice. Yeah. Um, You're digital once. Art. Well, yeah, my digital.
0: Oh, your other art? Oh, yeah. Well, everything.
1: I've lost everything. When I graduated from school, it was 2004, and this was before everyone had internet presences as much. It was kind of right at the beginning of that, but I um got my computer stolen and that had everything on it. It wasn't backed up anywhere. So I lost everything that I did in school. Except for things that I made physically. So I had all my printmaking stuff. I had some printouts of work I had made in school and things like that. Then a few years later we got a house and it flooded and then I lost everything that was physical. It but was
0: like a sad. flood like six inches of standing water in the basement. It that's was really sad. super gross. Well
2: that's Sam was saying that last week when he was here. He's like if the internet goes out one day, I'll have no proof that I ever made anything ever. Whoa. Which is extreme. I mean, you guys at least have a couple paintings and stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean in yeah. a way, both of those situations were kind of like a punch in the gut. And things have happened. I lost all our original Iceland photos. Well, when
0: we got broken into a long time ago, they took our wedding photos. I mean, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That that was on a hard drive.
1: Yeah. Oops. Um,
0: You know what I mean? What do you do? That sucks. okay. Yeah.
1: But my artwork was like a punch in the gut for a a while, like a day or two or three days or weeks or something. (laughs) A day. I mean, for a while I yeah, felt no, sick about really, it, but okay. eventually I was like, well, this is just a small setback and I will just make new artwork and it's not a big deal. And at this point, I mean, I could care less. I don't need that stuff and I'm kind of glad I don't have to like figure out where to transfer it and keep it safe. You and know what I'm amazed by, by like though
0: that. is like when we have artists come and do their two and a half day workshops, most of them have A lot of stuff way back to childhood, and they are able to do the timeline. I don't think I would be able to do the timeline. I think I'd be very embarrassed to do the timeline. Also, (laughs) you know, like not only like why is my art so horrible? Like back then, also I would be too embarrassed to show it. But I don't think I have some of that stuff.
2: No, I don't think or most of
0: it anyway so i thought this was a good i don't know i thought it was a good thing to talk about it's weird when you find stuff it's weird to know how long you hold on to it it's weird to know like what kind of value you place on stuff or things or memories and whose memories are they you know Mm -hmm. like like what do you infer about like each thing that you're holding on to like what value was it to somebody else i don't know you know it's very weird i think about that every time i buy anything off of ebay like,
2: Every time you're like, what's the value of my heart? What's the value of this thought?
0: What's the value of this <laughs> I go, who? I was like, somebody has obviously cared for this. Yeah, item I think that's, for for whole, very long that's time. the whole
1: reason that you even look at that stuff.
2: Oh, I love it. Because of all the secret messages.
1: Yeah. Also, um, just like the, it's like before i someone voyeuristic and just being like oh it's Who incredibly this? Whatever. Yeah, i really
0: like it you know the, uh, this is the last thing i'll say
1: the best is when they put it in their house so you can see more of their house than just the object and then you're like now i have context for this that's piece why i go on
0: walks
2: at night and look in everyone's houses yeah <laughs> Jenny you better in watch out because you're to see
1: some looking back
2: no what? no no just no okay no, i just want to see their stuff yeah <laughs>
1: That's so you can case it, case the joint. No.
2: Well, like from the street, you can only see all their stuff on their walls. So it's usually painting. When I'm
1: walking the dogs at 2 a.m., if somebody has their TV on, I always look at it. And then when it's not a video game, I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are <laughs> you even you this What could you possibly be doing real? with your life?
0: <laughs> so sad. Well, I hope someday, and this is what I actually really hope this, um, I, hope, I hope everybody does this for me just because, just for fun, in one of the books they have, just a book at home just put a photo or a note or a receipt or a something a small piece of paper slide it in between a couple pages and if you never look at it again fine but if it ends up at half price books and i pick it up i will be like this is the best thing ever like i
1: do you think half price books just takes all their books though and like grabs them by both covers and shakes them so all the crap falls out
0: No. maybe but no I and feel like just a bin of- you could probably give them to the savers, too, and
2: they would keep it in there. Yeah, I don't think check if me. it makes it somewhere, have you ever found some of that stuff? Yeah, I found lots of like notes in the covers. Where We've, they've written it on the covers, but not like... Anything projects. like that. Yeah. We, found, like we found
1: our friend Ryan's diploma in <laughs> a book. He, he gave us a stack of books She's when he like, moved mm-hmm. to LA. And I opened it up one and I was like, what is this garbage? Oh, it's and your I college diploma. And I opened one diploma. up and then I was like, oh, what the hell is this? This is a giant piece of paper. And then I opened it and it was his diploma. And then I was like, do you want this? And oh. he's like, uh, I don't know. Should I keep it? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs>
0: <It's your> diploma? <laughs> Probably. You paid a lot of money for that piece of paper.
1: Is that a thing? What? Do you have your diploma somewhere?
2: I have it in a frame, but it's not on the wall. It's a, in a stack. Okay, of I feel
1: like maybe it's just like an art school thing that no nobody ever does anything with their diploma, well, I mean, whereas I f- like
0: feel some people do. If some you're people an have it in a thing, house.
1: you maybe like frame it somewhere. Or, oh yeah, behind your know. desk. You got to prove that you your, went there.
0: Like, Eagle paperweight. Yeah, and your certificate of honor.
1: Yeah. I mean, something. I guess you're forced to if you're, do you do have a law practice or something like that. You're like, like I'm
0: that. a certified person. I always look at certified. our
1: veterinary ones when I go in there. They have every person who practices at that thing on one wall.
0: Yeah. And like how many cool, like. And where they went to school and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Things that they've done. That, well, that, see, that's good. And the, the the last thing that I'll tell you is the awesome, the most awesome thing I've ever found in a object was I bought a this again cuz i don't have a history so i bought somebody else's family photo album from like the late 1800s and it had amazing photos and i was flipping through and there was a lock of hair like a little one with a tiny mm-hmm. string around it mm-hmm. like wedged way into the like the spine if you've ever seen one of those velvet covered things that have like the brass on the outside you open it up and it's got kind of these big thick pages and I was like, what? And you can only imagine whose that was and is it the person next to the photo? Why is that in there? Why would somebody put that in there? That's an old timey thing that happens. But you're like, no one does that. Like the only kind of clumps of hair you're going to find in any of my stuff is cat hair. <laughs> but this was like like an amazing little like like, nobody does that. You know? Yeah. You would never find that anywhere. So I thought that was the coolest. So anyway, Ryan's diploma or person's piece of hair. (laughs) 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 Somebody somewhere, if you're listening to the podcast, put something in a book of yours so that somebody else can find like this special like tiny memento of you and wonder who you are and why you're there, you know? So anyway, that's a good, that's a good place to
1: stop. What are you going to put in a book? You also never said what you're going to put in a time
0: capsule. I like my things too much. I'm not really sure. This is really hard. I'm going to have to think about it more. I feel like I should give. <laughs> I should put something in there. I, first of all, don't want anybody to think it's a stone vortex. So I'm not going to put a stone in there now I've decided. Yeah. I'm. Well, how
2: big is the gap? Just two inches. So you just have a small. Well, area. just
1: if you could put anything in there. I might. Which one item. You put a Lego and a picture of you in an apron.
0: How do you know? Oh, you saw a picture.
1: I saw a picture. Of I was your like, picture. wait a
0: second. I should probably do something interesting and not something lame. I'm you not sure. could draw a picture
2: of yourself and all your cats. I'll be like, I don't
1: know. I mean, if you had to symbolize it, would you symbolize yourself or the era? Travis symbolized, I guess, himself Lego. with the Lego thing. It's yeah. kind of like an era, but it's also yeah. himself.
0: I don't know how I could possibly. Put somebody
1: else's 18th century yeah oh, see wouldn't
0: that be day. cool if oh, it was you, like 200 years have from now a lot of options
2: i have like one a object small yeah i have a small jenny's like box. i can put
1: pat or luna <laughs> no,
2: <two laughs> no i have a small box that i have like physical photographs from like trips or people who've been like i was at your wedding here's like five photos so i have a small box of actual physical photographs so i was quickly looking through them for ones that i have a copy of on the internet Or something like that. Or I don't care about. And so I found a picture of my sister and me. um, She was up here this weekend helping with it. And then I found a picture of me and Pat that I also have on the internet. And so I was like, okay, both of these I'm okay with letting go of. Because I have a copy. And also they are descriptive of the people who are working on the project. So I wrote a note on the back. But I didn't have a lot of objects. What did you say?
0: Uh, On the one with me and Sydney. It was a riddle. Oh, it was a riddle. Yes. Did you dig another hole somewhere and put another thing in it? No, I should have. Oh, That's you should a take a idea. piece of your drywall out and hide another UV. Oh, now you're going to dig your porch up again or oh your steps up.
2: No, it was a riddle. And then it had something to do with the dead body hole.
0: So it was a riddle. So you're purposefully <laughs> making these people think you're murderers? No. Or that you guys are murderers no, no, and no. put in a dead body hole? <laughs>
2: No, it's just I I forgot how the riddle goes, but it was a riddle. And then the one with Pat and I, it just said that we were living here at this date and this is what we were doing and what was happening and stuff like that. So it was really short because it was just on the back of a photo, like a four by six photograph.
0: Are you gonna dig up my stoop now? No, I'm not gonna <laughs> dig up your stoop. I was gonna ask Chris if he found a riddle that talked about a dead body hole. Don't you think it would be evidence for a murder? Don't you feel like somebody would find that and what be like, murder? But there would was no body riddle. unless they dig six feet deep and then they find something. That oh we didn't my god! god. I, can't you if just didn't I dig found a, a random thing in hidden there. in a spot, I would think for sure if there was a reference to a dead body. <laughs> I would for sure think it's evidence, and that's well, hopefully
2: our soup is very well made, and nobody will have to dig it up for another like fifty to eighty years <laughs> after you're long far away. Yes, then they'll dig up your whole well, yard. Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. I just think it's yeah. But now you're on the hook.
1: They're gonna dig it up and then go arrest you in the old folks' home.
0: Your name will be tarnished <laughs> in the past. I
2: hope not. Oh. Our- yeah, no, I hope not. I didn't do it, you guys.
1: Someday in a textbook at Starfleet, they're going to be reading Starfleet, at Starfleet Academy. They're going to be yeah. reading a book about past criminals, and they'll be like, "In this the, is the trickiest one, in the middle. early two thousands, there <laughs> was a criminal duo unlike anyone else you've ever seen."
2: Yep, we put a picture of ourselves just for evidence, and then <laughs> a beautiful riddle to unsolve the murder. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well i'm glad that that was yours because now i can think about how i might do that that's really yeah. funny
2: well you could do it about the room you blocked off and oh then you i hate put that something room.
0: in there i will never go in there i'm gonna put more stuff in front of that room when i get home so i'm sure that <laughs> nobody will ever go in there so Aww. let's think about that for a while maybe i'll put that in the podcast notes a picture of this horrible horrible room except for no i won't because i won't go down in the basement so with that please put time capsules in all your things the end
2: just bury stuff in the yard.
0: Just bury stuff in your yard. Just bury stuff in the insulation in your attic. Just bury <laughs> <laughs> bury stuff everywhere. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, definitely come check out the Iceland Residency Exhibition. It is amazing. It's so All beautiful. So many memories are to be seen and had and to be experienced through the food that is displayed here lovingly, the dead animals that Tegan has found and documented beautifully, the um mossy landscapes that are showing up in many a thing and all sorts of other good stuff so you should um find us also and tell us what sorts of weird things you found in your yard
1: yeah and if you want to tell us about that or send us photos you can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com like and thank you to crimes. all of you who po- who emailed us giving us encouraging words to yeah
0: actually thanks for turning our
1: podcast quite a bit late so apologies for that <laughs> for that um and then you can also find us on twitter we're at like gray art lab you can like us on facebook you can follow us on tumblr like gray art you can subscribe to the show on the itunes music store or stream it directly on stitcher radio and that's it for me
0: yeah that sounds good chris awesome well thanks again you guys for listening to our really like crazy roller coaster of hoarding and finding and burying this this week and we will talk with you soon